Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks today. Honored as always to have my co-host, my friend, Stephanie Wesco. And Stephanie, what's going on in this cold blustery day? Well, Doug, um, we are in the midst of cold here as well. And um, you know, the sun has been shining today and that makes it, that makes you smile when the sun shines. Yeah. I'm always thankful for that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So I am in the cold Lancaster, Pennsylvania, actually in a little town called New Holland, right around the corner. And I'm uh, just having a wonderful time here. And uh, actually, Debbie's at home. She stayed home to uh, take care of the boys, and she was able to get some Christmas decorations down and stuff. And I head back there at some point this week. But uh, So you're taking down your decorations. What's going on with the kids? What's going on with Thor? Uh, I think we need the King Thor update. Okay, well, King Thor is the biggest baby you've ever seen in your life. He is, yeah. Um, he, uh, he loves it when I get him at night to bring him in because I still think he should come in at night to be out of the cold. Me too, yeah. And yeah, and so he, he is such a baby. He doesn't even walk in. He kind of scoots in on all <laughs> fours, just, you know, like crawls in and then rolls over to get babied and you know, snuggles up next to me and he's something else. He'd be the dog that'd be on my bed every night if I let him. So, uh, yeah, he's something. He's getting huge, though. I'm, I'm we wondering how big he's we, We're be. still waiting for the picture of Emmy and Thor. Uh, we may have to call in a picture expert, uh, you know, maybe... Uh, I don't know, maybe Amber. I don't know. Uh, he has he has outgrown Emmy by far. Let's put it that way. <laughs> she told me she's still she's afraid of him. Cute. Yeah. She, oh yes, the little kids all. Um, Charles has done a great job working with him for him when Charles is with him. When he's with the little kids, he lets them know that he's boss, and wow. um, you know he's a puppy, so he's in that stage. that um, puppies go through and and I keep reminding him of that you know even though he's massive he's a puppy the dog's not even five months old yet so um, there might be a reason he's so wound up still Um, but you know when a big dog is a puppy and is gets excited it it can be it can be dangerous for the little people (laughs) wow wow yeah, I guess, you know, I remember my golden retriever and he would walk me around the neighborhood. But, you know, we didn't use the zapping collar or anything like that. We just just used a regular collar and he took advantage of that. And uh, I don't think they had training collars. Maybe they did. I, you know, I don't know. Uh, you know, so it's been 20-something years, so I just don't know. But, uh, all right, so here we are. We finished Psalm 44. David was asking the question, why? And uh, 
he was asking why as he was going through some of that. We said it was okay to ask why. We talked a little bit about your testimony, some of the things that were on your heart and your mind, and how sometimes it's okay to ask why. And uh, uh, I was reading earlier in the week where, uh, you know, you know what the Lord says, uh, you know, wants this that cup taken from him and and different things like that when when Christ was being crucified. And I was thinking about, you know, God was 100% God and he wasn't 100% human. He didn't say that mm -hmm. for his benefit. He said that for our benefit so that we mm -hmm. would know that he knows what a human being goes through. So that yeah. we would know. Yeah. Well, I mean, isn't that what you think? Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. There's actually just this last couple of days, um, the thought has struck me. What an incredible comfort that um, Isaiah 53 describes him as a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. Yeah. And the fact that he knows what we're going through. Um, he knows our frame. He yeah. knows that we're weak. And he, you know, there is no temptation taken us, but as such as is common to man and and. God is faithful. He went through temptation. He went through those things we go through. So yeah, that's a huge, a huge comfort. I think so. And you know, great news here. I think if we're listening right now, the great news is he went through it. There's great, you know, sometimes we maybe downplay the, uh, some of the things Christ went through leading up to the crucifixion, living his life. That shouldn't be downplayed at all. That's huge. You know, it's huge. It, it's it's when, when you go through rejection and betrayal, what key, what, you know, <laughs> going yeah. through stuff this week that left me shredded inside. Yeah. One of the only things that got me through those times this week was remembering Jesus was rejected the same way. He was betrayed the exact same way I am being, and he was God. Yeah. 100%. And I, I even asked the Lord this week, Lord, did you cry when certain people hated you? Did you cry when people that you loved and poured yourself into hated you? And um, I think he did. I, I fully suspect Jesus shed. We know he shed tears. We're told of times he did. And, um, and so it's a comfort. It's a comfort to know I can go to him and he, he knows what my grief feels like. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a, I, I think it gives us, uh, it gives us something to lean on. Uh, we've got mm -hmm. a great Savior, and sometimes we forget the attributes, sometimes we forget the history, sometimes we forget the prophecies, sometimes, you know, 39 in one day were fulfilled uh, there at Calvary, and, you know, I, th I think it's important that we remember these things, and I think that, you know, we're going on, we're going to learn about the bridegroom here in 45, and uh, Psalm 45, there's a lot of good information here. I mean, you want to talk about a devotion. This this psalm is ready to go. I mean, it, it worked on my heart uh, just to be up front with you folks. Stephanie and I were going through this psalm just a few minutes before we came on. And I mean, it did our hearts a lot of good. So we want to go ahead and start with that. And uh, uh, are, are you going to read? Uh, am I going to read? Who's listening? Who's reading? Your call. Dealer's choice. I care. Whichever you want me, whatever you want. <laughs> Ladies first. You can read uh, 45. Okay. All right. My heart is indicting a good matter. I speak of the things which I have made touching the king. 
My tongue is the pen of a ready writer. Thou art fairer than the children of men. Grace is poured into thy lips. Therefore God hath blessed thee forever. Gird thy sword upon thy thigh, almost Heidi. Almost mighty. <laughs> what did you say, Heidi? Thought, yes. Oh, you can keep reading. I don't, I don't care. Could have been worse. Yeah. We, <laughs> I will blame it on not much sleep the last week. I'm with you this with week. Thy, with thy glory and thy majesty, and in thy majesty ride prosperously because of truth and meekness and righteousness. And thy right hand shall teach thee terrible things. Thine arrows are sharp in the heart of the king's enemies whereby the king fall under thee, the people fall under thee. Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of thy kingdom is a right scepter. Thou lovest righteousness and hatest wickedness. Therefore, God, thy God, hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. All thy garments smell of myrrh and aloes and cassia out of the ivory palaces, whereby they have made thee glad. King's daughters were among thy honorable women. Upon thy right hand did stand the queen in gold of Ophir. Hearken, O daughter, and consider and incline thine ear. Forget also thine own people and thy father's house. So shall the king greatly desire thy beauty, for he is thy lord, and worship thou him. And the daughter of Tyre shall be there with a gift. Even the rich among the people shall entreat thy favor. The king's daughter is all glorious within. Her clothing is of wrought gold. She shall be brought unto the king in raiment of needlework. The virgins, her companions that follow her, shall be brought unto thee. With gladness and rejoicing shall they be brought. They shall enter into the king's palace. Instead of thy fathers shall be thy children, whom thou mayest make princes in all the earth. I will make thy name to be remembered in all generations. Therefore shall the people praise thee forever and ever. So here we are with another messianic psalm uh, talking about Christ, talking about the bridegroom. Uh, C.S. Lewis uh, talks to it about, uh, about this psalm uh, pointing to Christmas, the birth of Christ, the, uh, you know, what Christ, and we see the psalm all the way through a wedding ceremony, I think, and then there's a lot going on, and I look at this, and, uh, you know, I'm just, it seems like every psalm we go to, Stephanie, I've read before, you know, maybe many times. And uh, I think I think you, Debbie, and I went through the Psalms twice together just when we started hanging out. And plus mm -hmm. whatever reading I've done and been preached to and all that. So many times I've been through the Psalms. But every time we come to a new Psalm, I walk away thinking to myself, wow, there's a lot going on here. And, and you know, we could take heart with this Psalm. David's pointing to a Savior way back then. I mean, what came to your mind as you were reading this? Well, I'll be honest with you. There was a couple verses that stood out to me that um, are a challenge and are an encouragement all wrapped up in one. Um, one of them was verse four, where David says, and in thy majesty ride prosperously because of truth and meekness and righteousness. And thy right hand shall teach thee terrible things. There's something, there's something incredible that David says God will ride in majesty. He is majestic because of his truth, his meekness, and his righteousness. Yeah. And that's a, that's a powerful combination. 
truth, you know, when I think of truth, I think of God's word. Um, one of my kids, one of their memory verses that um, all of them have learned now, but we review it every day. I reviewed, well, almost every day, every day if I'm consistent um, is John 17, 17, where Jesus prayed, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. And God is majestic because of his word. Yeah. He's just majestic because of that truth. And meekness is power under control. And there's something, you know, we the God of the universe that created everything, David is saying, you're majestic because you're meek. And yeah. I think of Jesus, you know, he was lowly and meek. Um, Matthew 11 talks about him being meek and lowly in heart. Yeah. And that is the that is the Christ that lives in us. That is the Christ we serve. He is described by truth and meekness and then righteousness, purity. And I just think that combination, when we let Jesus Christ live through us as our high king of heaven, as the indwelling Holy Spirit, when we let that combination of truth, meekness, and righteousness, God can do what God wants to do in and through us. And that just really stood out to me. It made me think of Micah. So Micah, um, oh, my, 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 I said a brain freeze. But the verse that says, he has shown you a man what is good and what doth the Lord require of thee, but to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with thy God. Sounds like Micah to me. I, I, it's Micah. I just can't think of the reference yeah. off the top of my head. Um, that always used to irritate Charles. He's like, can't you get the, the references? Well, you got um, the verse. That's better than me. I would have got like a quarter of it. So you got the verse. It, that was right. combo makes me think of that, of the truth, the meekness, and the righteousness. And that's the Christ who indwells us. It that's, is. That is what should be exemplified as we're going to talk about how this could be referring to some could be referring to the church as we apply it to our lives of what the church should be um that's what that's that is what would give the church the power of god to reach the world for jesus christ the combination of truth meekness and righteousness yeah yeah and, and i love i love the way you explain meekness as power under control and you know, so often there, there's probably people listen to us, you know, they've been hurt. They, you know, they're ones to listen and uh, to, to calculate things and, uh, you know, to try to filter things through biblical lenses or through lenses of doing the right thing, godly things, those things that are excellent that God talks about. And, and that's a good thing. And uh, you know what I like here, though, too, coming right out, gird the sword upon thy thigh, O most mighty, with glory and majesty, talking about Christ, and thine arrows are sharp in the heart of the king's enemies, and thy throne, O God, is forever and ever, uh, you know, and just more and more, he's talking about how great God is, and then, then he introduces daughters, and these queens and stuff. And, and so what we see here really is two groups of people, as we were talking about, we, well, really, one Almighty King, God, Jesus mm -hmm. Christ, our Lord and Savior, none higher, our most mighty God, first and foremost. Uh, you know, I, I just as we were finishing the book, and, uh, you know, I, I dedicated this last book, first and foremost, to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and, and he alone, you know, for the Christ, for Christ in his church, and uh, uh, he alone came up top. You know, he's the top line, and, and that's what David's saying. And then he's talking to the daughter, and he's talking about the arraignment and the right things, and the raiment and all these different things. And, 
You know what he's talking about is he's talking about these faithful servants, these people who stand because we're the we're the uh, we're the bride, uh, and uh, you know the church is the bride. We make up the church. That's why the local church is so important. I think people miss that point. Mm-hmm. You know, I think people miss the point that the local church has a role in this whole thing, and yeah. uh, you know we're the bride of Christ, and we need to be spotless and. You know, as you read those words and, you know, talking about being a virgin and, and the eye there, there is saving yourself for the one true God. And like a, uh, like a lady or a gentleman would save themselves for their spouse. Uh, it's talking, you know, sometimes we give ourselves to the wrong God, don't we? Mm-hmm. Sometimes we go to the, uh, to, to in the wrong direction, in the wrong place. And, uh, and, th- and then I love again, I love how there's always gladness, there's rejoicing and talking about the king's palace and, you know, the reality of our reunion with Christ, the reality of a wedding, the reality of all that is pretty good for us, Stephanie. It's pretty great. You know, I, I was listening to, uh, I was listening to a podcast a little while ago. So I was out, I was, I was telling Stephanie folks just before we came on the air that I, I try to move every day. So Stephanie and I went on this health journey, her in Indiana, me in South Carolina, uh, Debbie's been on a health journey her whole life. Didn't need any. <laughs> She's she lives that journey. Praise God. And but anyway, I'm not. And uh, but uh, anyway, so Stephanie and I, I jumped out, and a week or so later, Stephanie followed me. And God has done some great things through that health journey. And but one of the things I've learned through that health journey is so today I was listening to a podcast. I listen. I listen every day to our podcast. I listen every day, Monday through Friday. I listen every day. Uh, to a couple preachers, and and then coming up is is the program we work with on our health journey, and and this doctor I wanted to listen to this doctor speak, and I got a push that he was speaking today, and I went out and listened, and the first thing he said is you got to remember, folks, we can't go back and change memories, we can't go back and change things that happened in our life, we can't go back and change the way we remember things, you know yeah. we're entitled to our memories, but we're not entitled to change those types of things. But what we have, and this is a Christian brother, but what he said, you know, he lost his wife last year, but he made a very good point. What we have is today. We're not guaranteed tomorrow. What we have is today, and we can change today. We can wake up and say, today's going to be a better day. And David's changing in verse in Psalm 45. Psalm 44, he's questioning why he's going around, his mind's all, and, but haven't you been there, Stephanie? Haven't you been that person? I know I have that's questioned, that's been stuck, that's been in a rut. I mean, you been there? Oh, you know the answer to that question better than anybody else. <laughs> have you lived there for a while? <laughs> yeah. I think anybody who has been through trials, um, Job was there. Job yeah. went there. And yeah. in his day, he was like the closest man in the world to God. Um, we're humans, and we're going to end up there at times. And um, I think that's where there's there's something beautiful about coming back to the focus of who God is. And, you know, everything in our world, the media, social media, um, everything, everything in this world's goal is to get our mind off of who our God is, off of who he is to us on a personal level, off of his attributes, and onto what's going on around us, um, onto chaos, onto anything that will put that fear 
in us that will paralyze us because when we're filled with fear, we cannot function yeah. on a, even on a physical human level, but we also can't function spiritually. And the focus of this chapter um, comes back around to why am I here? Who am I in Christ? Yeah. And who is Christ to me? Yeah. And um, that's that's where we have to come back. We have to circle back around and yeah. put our feet back on that foundation of who Jesus Christ is to us and who he is as the majestic son of God. Um, verse 6 says, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of thy kingdom is a right scepter. Thou lovest righteousness and hatest wickedness. Therefore, because of that, God, thy God, hath anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. The oil of gladness comes when we realize that God is still God. He still loves righteousness and hates wickedness, even if it looks like wickedness is winning. Even if from our human perspective, things look whacked out. This is still who God is. His throne is still in place. His scepter is still... <laughs> It hasn't fallen from his hand. No. And coming back to that reality, it changes everything. It changes your perspective. And I'm not saying you won't still struggle. I won't I'm not saying, you know, PGSD is real and the and the battles that it brings um for me mentally, it's a real thing. Um, you know, when you've been through trauma and yeah. Things happen that that trigger that or trigger memories. And they're real. And they're it brutal. And they're it's not it's, I'm not I'm not trying you don't to get, say you don't get PTSD it. from getting a flat tire. Yeah. I mean it's yeah. yeah. And so coming back around to remembering who God is and remembering who we are in him and um hmm. to, to think about the fact that Jesus loved us enough to make us his bride. Yeah. You know, it causes us to love him more. It causes us to stay focused on him. And, you know, something you said earlier that stood out to me. At the same time that I talked about the truth and the meekness and the righteousness, in the same context of that of the, that combo is the concept of girding on the sword, David calling on God to gird the sword, to, you know, that he's going to shoot his arrows at his enemies. Mm. And the fact that that righteousness means God's not okay with sin. Yeah. And yeah. so I want to encourage anyone who's listening, meekness does not make you a rug. No. Meekness does no. not make it okay. Meekness doesn't make sin okay. And so remember that, that the same time you focus on power under control, the same time you focus on being willing to make yourself of no reputation as Jesus did, you be willing to stand for what is right. That's right. Because that is, it's not okay to be okay with sin. Um, when I look at situations in scripture, um, I just, I'm thinking of Aiken's children. Mm. They could have used the excuse, well, it wasn't our place or um, this wasn't our fight. Well, they ended up being stoned along with Achan because therefore to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. And so meekness does not make 
compromise okay if you know of sin or if you've been through abuse and you feel like, oh, I just need to be meek. Yeah. No, that's not okay. Yeah. Um, the righteousness demands that that be taken care of. Yeah, no, that's good. And I, you know, I think a practical side here, folks, as we, as we wind down, this is one of those Psalms you don't want to wind down on. But the practical thing in here is David is pointing to his Savior, our Savior, the world Savior, the only Savior. And, mm-hmm. and he's, he's setting the groundwork that there's going to be a marriage. And uh, the bridegroom is Christ. And we, the church, need to remain spotless and clean and pure. And we, the church, need to put that marriage situation, needs to be at the forefront of our mind, just like a, a, a gentleman or a lady, a Christian gentleman or a lady are always thinking, you know, and I, I'm saving uh, myself for this marriage, and the church needs to save the, the one true love. They, they, they need to. Uh, they can't leave. We can't leave our first love. It needs to be all about Christ. And and folks, if your minds got off that, get it back right. And just like we tell ladies and gentlemen who got off base a little bit, maybe weren't raised up in Christianity from this moment, stop it. Be pure in front of God, and it'll be okay. And uh, as a church, work hard, be pure in front of God. And so the song of the day, you know, I mean, Stephanie, what are you thinking? What's the song of the day today? What's the, what's the verse we hop into? Well, I think we're going to go with all that thrills my soul. You know what? That's a pretty good song right there. Why don't you go ahead and do a verse of that for us? All righty. Who can cheer the heart like Jesus? By his presence all divine, true and tender, pure and precious. Oh, how blessed to call him mine. All that thrills my soul is Jesus. He is more than life to me. of 10,000 in my blessed Lord I see. Wonderful. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you.
Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.